Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Monday, Monday. Just another manic Monday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott on a Monday, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you for making us a part of your day. Gordon, what's happening? How you doing today? Hanging in there, Jake. How are you? Hope everything is well with you and yours and uh, Austin and uh, all our listeners out there. Yeah, man. Things, uh, you know, for this weird world that we're living in, Gordon, you know, it's and it's Monday on top of that, I think. I'm doing uh, pretty good, pretty well, I should say, regardless. Okay. Well, that's good. I'll take that. I'll take that on a day like this, Jake. Yeah, no doubt about it. How you? How'd the yep. weekend go? You 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 stay inside? You go outside? What'd you do? I stayed inside mostly, uh, and uh, but uh, had, had a decent time. I think we're all adjusting to the point where I don't know if we're used to what we're doing, but... Uh, I guess we have to be. I'll say it that way. And, man, more and more you see the stressing of of staying, uh, staying safe, staying, I don't want to say isolated, but uh, staying away from, uh, from others so that uh, the spread of this virus can be mitigated. There is some good news out there in regards to, uh, to that, specifically some good news coming from the world of sports which we'll, uh, we will talk about, coming from uh, Golf, Gordon. And we're going to talk to Brian Taylor of Real Golf Radio today, coming up at 3.30, so stay tuned for that. Chris Mannix will be at 4, and our friend Chris Camerani from The Athletic is going to join us coming up uh, here at 5 o'clock. But we're going to talk to BT because, you know, some good news coming out of golf. And, uh, you know, with that uh, uh, teleconference, I guess, Gordon, with President Trump and all the commissioners over the weekend. There's some positive news, I think, coming out of that as well. Did you find it interesting that Mark Emmert wasn't invited uh, on that teleconference? <laughs> I, you know, I hadn't paid close attention to that, but by golly, you're right. It was everybody. It was even Vince McMahon from the WWE, <laughs> but Mark Emmert, who probably has control over the most actually for sure does the most sporting events in the country that guy that guy couldn't get a phone call i guess not uh well maybe it was uh i was going to say maybe it was just professional sports but as we know college sports is professional sport oh, i see what you did there and you're also calling the wwe professional sports then well, I didn't. I mean, you didn't strike I me hate as amateurism. <laughs> Pay those college. You athletes. didn't strike me as a guy who bought into uh, the legitimacy of professional wrestling. I said nothing of the legitimacy. 
I just said that it is a, a pro sports endeavor. Let me say it that way. Uh, Gordon has not covered an Olympics, uh, but he has covered a, a WWE event. True, yeah. true. I have. I have. <laughs> Front I row, has. baby. And are you, calling, are you calling WWE sports then? Because you said pro sports. Because I'd call that more theater, wouldn't you? Here's a debate we've never had before. Uh, one of those evergreen sports debates. You call pro wrestling sports? I say absolutely not. That's theater. Okay, okay. Then how about professional sports and entertainment? Would was that be the, all right? Was the the president of MGM on the phone call? I don't think so. <laughs> well, at least there's some physicality to what goes on out there because you can't <laughs> you can't say. Was hey, by the way, was the commissioner of the pro surfing league? Was he involved? Uh, you know what? I'll double check, but I don't think so. I, I just wonder who who was uh, snubbed. In that little gathering, uh, I just know that Mark Emmert was on it, uh, not on it. Hold on, let me give me a second, Gordon. I'll look it up. I, I love it how you ask these questions that you're perfectly capable of looking up. Just ex- <laughs> expecting Austin and I to to look it up. You know who is a real sucker for that? Me, apparently. Took the no, took the bait every single time, and it's a compliment. It's a compliment to you, and it's a compliment to my. My old colleague, Kurt Cragthorpe, that if I asked him a question like that, that I was wondering about, he couldn't resist not looking it up. And it's really a compliment because it, it uh, to me, it focuses, it shines the light on a sharp, curious mind. I, well, I find it obnoxious. See, because apathetic people would just say, oh, I don't know, you go look it up. But those who are keenly in tune with the universe, they think, hey, no, that's a good question. Gordon just makes his picks and tells me (laughs) what's left over. Okay, so that's what it says about Kurt and myself and Austin, for that matter. But what does that say about you? That just means that I, I, I'm speaking what's on my mind at the time. I, I, when I say that, I don't mean usually, unless I, there's a direct request to look it up, I don't have that in mind. But, I mean, it always is nice being around curious people who want to find out. Mm. And then Kurt and I had a running joke about that because I would. I Because would, he, he, he had an encyclopedic mind about a lot of things, and I would just ask him a question, and then he, he would look it up because he had to. Because that's how he was wired, and I had great admiration for that, Jake, just as I do you. Hmm. Here's who was on the call, Gordon. Will you look that up for me, please? Rob Manfred, uh, okay. Roger Goodell, Gary hmm. Bettman, Adam Silver, WNBA Commissioner Kathy Engelbert, MLS Commissioner Dapper Don Garber, PGA uh, Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan, UFC President Dana White, WWE uh, Circus uh, 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 Ringmaster Vince McMahon, and uh, NASCAR (laughs) John Middlebrook. Wow. Wow, if I were if I were the uh, the commissioner of some of these other leagues, I, I'd be righteously. Chopped. Why is Vince McMahon on that call? <laughs> and by the way, it's not like they've stopped WWE. Did they have some sort of event over the weekend that uh, WrestleMania that was televised on ESPN? Well, I thought it was last. Wasn't it a couple weeks ago Monday Night Raw? Where yeah, it was they've an still empty been arena doing it. And, yeah. yeah, I guess it's. Uh, I think Hatch was telling me about it. It's all in front of an empty arena, but. Still, I mean, it's not like they've stopped. Well, who do you think should have been there that wasn't invited? 
Uh, I'm pretty sure the NCAA should have been represented on this phone call. Okay. Don't you think? I mean, the, the honestly, the NCAA sanctions the most sports in this country by far. Now, we don't know. We, we know they weren't on the call. Do we know that they were invited or not invited? Uh, they were not listed as participants. But we, uh, Perhaps really. they turned it down. Hey, Mark, the President of the United States is on the phone. Nah, tell him I'll call him back. I mean, Onwards on. on Disney Plus. I'm busy. Hey, who do you, you th- who do you think doles out more money? Uh, any of those uh, commissioners uh, and owners in those leagues, or or coaches, uh, or those affiliated with college basketball teams? I tell you, you're really onto one. I, I I didn't follow that entirely, but I I know it was a shot at crooked college basketball. Have you seen these reports? Have you seen this stuff about? Will Wade and Sean Miller? I mean, this is crazy. Yeah, coming up. They're innocent men. Obviously. Even though they're they're on record on the or recorded (laughs) on phone calls, basically alluding to it all without saying the words, yeah. Have you watched the HBO thing? I've seen the, the, the cutouts, yeah. Have you? Uh, do you remember that old joke about who? Who was it? That, uh, was it Stacy Ogman? Who was it at UNLV who was going to come out to uh, make himself available for the draft? And somebody said he's making less. It was Larry Johnson. Was it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Grandmama. Grandmama. One of the best nicknames ever. I gotta say. Mm. All right, we have some breaking jazz news. We got to get to. In fact, let's do the old split story of the day, Austin, if you please. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. General Manager of the Utah Jazz, Justin Zanuck. You know, we kind of made our big move almost two months ago with acquiring Jordan Clarkson and wanted to use that opportunity to get him in here early so we had the benefit of integrating him into the team and more games to affect and have an impact for us, which has gone very well. And up into the deadline, if there was anything that we thought that could improve our roster, short-term and long-term, then we would be available to do it. But through those conversations, there just didn't seem like there was anything that really made sense for us at this time. Gordon, we have reports from our old friend Casey Johnson, who's part of NBC Chicago now. But uh, who'd he write for forever? He wrote for what... uh uh, the it, Tribune, uh, the Chicago Tribune, I think he did. Yeah, I think that was it. He's yeah. been uh, a longtime Bulls uh, beat writer and insider, but he's reporting that uh, the Jazz have given the Chicago Bulls permission to interview Justin Zanuck to replace uh, Gar Foreman, who who was recently, uh, uh, I don't want to say fired, because I think they gave him the option to stay on in some sort of capacity, but they're looking for a new gen- uh, general manager nonetheless, and it looks like Justin Zanuck is going to interview for it. Well, if you ask me whether that would be an upgrade, I would say most definitely. Most definitely. What they've been doing in Chicago, I think, has been just just bumbled for quite some time now. And so Justin Zanuck, very sharp basketball mind, very well connected around the league, and that would be a terrific hire for them, a loss for the Jazz for sure. Now, what I'm not exactly sure of is I think Jim Paxson is really still the one in charge, right? They haven't. I thought he was going to be kept on as sort of an advisor. Uh, I, did I miss? I thought uh, that was Foreman who they said that about. But mm. I've been, I've been trying to uh, to look around and, and see what I can find, and maybe I can uh, find something else. And that's John Paxson, by the way, not Jim Paxson there uh, with the Bulls. So. 
Uh, I don't know. That would be something that you would, because would you go to being the man in charge or being number two again, like kind of like he was in, in Milwaukee, right? Well, it would depend on the circumstances uh, because every every team is in a different place. And even if you are going in as a number two, uh, there there might be a plan to shift in, in the near future into more responsibility or whatever. But I and I don't know what the circumstance is there. I thought if it, a guy like Justin, uh, to me, uh, you better have some assurances in mind moving to your next position in order to uh, to to actually go through with it. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's money involved in all the other things and personal decisions that might be important to whatever individual is being considered, and all those things come into play. But he's highly respected here, and he would be there as well. I mean, but I, I'm not sure I would want to shift from from where he is and what he's doing now to have to take orders from part of the regime that was there prior to because that thing was a mess right and so that that would be a big part of it um if i were justin zanuck but he's he's obviously interested or he would not have you know, uh, ask the Jazz to grant him permission. Um, well, what's and- the harm in listening? What do you? True. What do you? I mean, I don't know. Some people, though, they, they see it as a sign of disrespect or or disloyalty to to even listen. And how do you feel about that, Jake? Um, I I never. Uh, you know, of course, everybody's going to listen, right? We're all going to. We all love having options. That's a, that's a human thing. You know, that's that's something that we all enjoy and hopefully can take advantage of when we're valuable or or valued um if i were if i were justin like i i heard this about college football coaches a, a long time ago right that that say if you're kyle whittingham you don't mind if gary anderson leaves to take the head coaching job at utah state because it's a step up right mm-hmm. if you right. leave for a lateral move that's a little bit kind of like hey what's what's the deal so I, I view this in the same way if – and it, it depends a lot on John Paxson, right? If Zanuck is given full control over the Chicago Bulls, then 100% jump at that. The Bulls are a, a historic franchise. You're in Chicago, one of the great cities in the entire world. And Dennis Lindsay and, you know, titles, they have uh, – they kind of shifted the titles around last year. But Dennis Lindsay is still running the show here with the Jazz. So if Justin Zanuck were to be able to be running the show uh, with the, the Chicago Bulls, then by all means. And and by the way, I don't mean to make it sound like Justin is not important because he's been critical. And, Gordon, you know uh, from talking to, to people firsthand how important he's been over the last year since he got that promotion. So don't get me wrong. But but Dennis is still the VP of basketball operations, right? And and whatever the title is, there's somebody who's at the head of the pyramid. Yeah, and and we and see we this is, we're we're flying blind here because we don't have all the information. Correct. We we don't have all the information on either side. We don't know what his situation would be with the Bulls. We don't know how he feels as far as security goes with the Jazz. I I, I just don't know. And, and, and I don't know his personal feelings about affinity for a region, a town. Uh, you know, we don't know the money that would be involved. We don't know uh, exactly what he's getting here with the Jazz, and so we don't know. We don't know any of that stuff, and right. so all. So it's it's funny because a lot of times we'll make judgments 
on people making moves. And we think we we think we know it all, but we really don't. Right. And, 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 and we really need to know it all, don't we, before we can really make a fair judgment? Correct. And actually, the fair judgment here is you and I both like Justin Zanuck um, personally and professionally. Think he's he's terrific, and I think you and I both would just say we'd root for what he thinks is best for him and his family. And I'm sure the Jazz feel the uh, feel the same way. And we'll see how it all plays out. But um, I, I would be surprised if Justin were anxious to get away from the Utah Jazz. I would imagine it's it's a step up in situation, pay, those sorts of things. And, and as was also noted, his wife is from the Midwest. So maybe this would be going home a little bit too. So to your point, we, we don't really know. However, uh, I think we know that the Jazz are, are probably rooting for him personally uh, to have the best outcome for him. Oh, there's, I don't think there'd be any doubt about right, that. Right. Certainly a, a fine basketball mind, like I said. But there are all kinds of things that come into play that people name Can you think of a move that somebody has made, whereas from the outside, you weren't sure it made a lot of sense, whereas from the inside, it made all kinds of sense? Oh, I'll, I'll give you the ultimate example. Who's the old uh, K-State head basketball coach? Frank Martin. Do you remember yeah. when he left uh-huh. Kansas State and had some mo- uh, some momentum? They beat BYU right. one year. Remember that? Because yes. he was unpleasant to deal with from a media standpoint. Yeah. Uh, but he left Kansas State and he took the South Carolina job. Yeah, he's still there. Yeah, he's still. Remember, all of us were like. South Carolina? South Carolina? And then you dig into it a little deeper and you find out that Kansas State switched shoe sponsorships and the AAU team that he had gotten all of his players from, Michael Beasley included, was affiliated with his original shoe sponsorship. And so all of a sudden he went to a different school that was sponsored by that shoe. No, Jake, he said God spoke to him and that it was a needed thing for he and his family. It was time to move to South Carolina, of all places. You You remember that, Gordon? (laughs) Yes, I do. I remember uh, going way back. I remember when Lute Olson left Iowa to go to Arizona. And I wasn't, because at that time, obviously, Lute was having success at Iowa. And I can't remember that Arizona was much of a basketball power before he got there, was it? Uh, You tell me. Yeah, I, I I didn't think it had been. Forgive me if I'm I'm giving the Wildcat program down there short shrift somehow. But I, I remember when he made that move, and I thought, why is he doing that? Maybe he'd rather live in Arizona than Iowa. I, I don't know. But there are these guys who do these sorts of things from time to time. I'll go back all the way back to my youth. When Vince Lombardi left the Packers to go to the Washington Redskins, I, I was like, what? How do you do that? I don't, and, and so this is probably a part of the record now. If I went back and read through it all, but I haven't really. If I have done that, I've forgotten since. And there may have been some sort of uh, contract dispute or something going on with the Packers. But I just thought, are you kidding me? Vince Lombardi is his name is synonymous with the Green Bay Packers, not the not Washington. Come on. Anyway, so guys what, was, their, what was the reason for that move? Who, for Vince? Yeah. I think there was uh, some sort of rupture oh, okay. there in Green Bay. If I, I if memory serves, now forgive me because I don't know all the details. We could probably find that out. Gee, Jake, I wonder what it was. Hmm, maybe. Uh, I'm not think, doing uh, it. it. And Austin's not doing it either. 
This isn't Ask Jeeves. What, what no, Mr. and I'm not curious really about that at all. And in fact, I'm 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 mad at myself for asking the question. But Mr. Know It All doesn't know. He he's not even curious. I thought for sure Mr. Know It All would know. He knows it all, but he ain't sharing. <laughs> Good job, Austin. All right. Well, Austin, maybe you could share that with us a little later on in the program. Do you have I, Do you have your laptop in front of you? Yeah, hang on just a second. Okay. Say, say something intelligent. Yeah, I'll, I'll do my best uh, to say something go intelligent. Get a snack again. Like, <laughs> coming up right around the corner, we're going to have Brian Taylor on the show. Uh, we'll talk about the latest in the world of golf, which is actually some good news for a change. So we look forward to uh, talking to BT. Chris Mannix will join us at the top of the 4 o'clock hour, and Chris Camerani will join us at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Chris wrote about the zone. How about that? Up about at The Athletic and Morgan Scally's uh, first career after playing football, being a midday host with Alema Harrington, right here on these yeah. airwaves. And Scally admitted he couldn't hack it, so he got out. You know what? Morgan was pretty good, actually. <laughs> I, I'll give him credit. And, and I'm, people, I'm joking, clearly. I know you are. But uh, people, because I produced that show. So people listening to this, you know what? Morgan Morgan could talk about the jazz. He could talk about the world of sports. He's dialed in. Smart guy, even back then. Funny guy. Oh, hilarious. Uh, really outgoing. Alema was a really good co-host for him. It was a really good show uh, for about a year here on the... And then all of a sudden, he got an offer from both Wit and Urban Meyer and was like, hmm, should I stay here on the radio for pennies on the dollar? I was going to say, did he come into the radio, Jake, and say, all right, they're going to pay me this. Will you match it? Uh, Did he I, come with that I, idea? Or? I, that was above my pay grade okay. at the time, but I'm going to have to go with I doubt it. <laughs> he didn't try to leverage the zone for more money? No, I, I got to say I doubt it. Although at the time he did leave for, I believe, a GA position with uh, with yeah. Utah, so it was not like he was rolling a dough. But look at him now. Look at him now. He's doing just fine. And he owes it all fine. to you as his former producer. Correct. Yeah. Correct. I expect a, a royalty check soon. Gordon, did you discover the, uh, the, the answer to your question there? Well, apparently he had gone from coaching the Packers to uh, being a general manager uh, for the Packers, and then when he moved to uh, to, to Washington, he uh, he went there as uh, the head coach, the general manager, and the executive vice president. Okay. Well, there you go. Step up. Uh, in the world. So, so apparently there were some there were some benefits he was going to get. By by doing that and uh, added responsibilities, so he, I guess he was going to do everything. Okay, well there you uh, go. He's running. The I, show. I don't know if there's more to that story or not because what I'm looking at right now is about a ten thousand word treatise on the thing, so I I haven't read through the whole thing. I see. But. All right, we're going to get to BT, Brian Taylor of Real Golf Radio. We'll talk to him about the big news coming out of golf. We should be talking about the Masters right now, right? We oh, is it three thirty? Oh, I'm an hour ahead of myself. What do you know? Uh, well, still, it's a it's a big deal. What's going on there? And we can fill. Uh, let's fill our listeners in. We'll tell you what the news is coming up next. Stay tuned. Ninety-seven five and twelve eighty. The zone. I'm here to introduce the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about from the guys you know and trust. Go, child! Turn it up. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. Yeah, yeah. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Curiosity, what would happen if you got with me? 
Kissing you would hit the spot with me. Come and skip a couple rocks with me. Give me any of your heart tonight. Ain't no reason that we need to be apart tonight. I got something we can start tonight. Looking at you, girl, it's hard to find. Your stars need to be wished on. Your skin needs to be kissed on. My eyes Joe, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone Band of the Day. Today is Old Dominion brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets to get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. Selected by Gordon. And Gordon, there's uh, been a lot of bad news out there, of course. This is uh, unprecedented times, there's no doubt. And um, part of the most frustrating part, I guess, for me at least, is that uh, nobody really knows where the light at the end of the tunnel is, which of course has a a huge impact on the world of sports. And after a a conference call with President Trump over the weekend with the major commissioners of sports, we got some news today coming out of the PGA Tour that uh, they're planning on beginning in mid-June with no fans at the memorial is the goal. Uh, the PGA Championship will now be August 6th. The Ryder Cup will be September 25th. The U.S. Open September 17th. And the Masters is set to begin on November 9th. Um, now, uh, we can you can go through the... The press release, Gordon, and basically they're you know amenable. If this doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But I uh, I I like this. This gives me optimism and encouragement, and hopefully others will react to this in the same way. That some plans are you know in motion to to get us back some sports, and I think golf is actually the perfect sport to lead the way. So at one point, does following the directives. To, to be super cautious and careful and, and have everyone stay at home. When does it go from that being patriotic and really smart to getting out there and doing things that are more normal? Uh, when does that become heroic? Uh, that, that's really the $64,000 question right now, right? Yeah, I I don't know, Gordon. Um, I don't I don't know if the PGA Tour knows either. Um, you know, they listed everything as kind of to be confirmed. Uh, but I I like the optimism, and they're operating under you know information that they're getting, and it's probably not perfect, like the information that everybody's getting. But uh, you know, they're making plans to to get the ball rolling again. So I I guess I I have no clue. Two weeks, three weeks, I'm not sure. Um, but you know, they're they're putting it out there a little bit, middle of June. You know, it's still the beginning of April. So, you know, I think they're giving themselves plenty of time. That's a that's a long time to deal with a situation that changes daily. But what I what I like about it, Gordon, and I know you and and others and myself included are are concerned about people behaving the right way. But I wonder at what point if we don't give people something to hope for that they just give up on what they're doing now. Does that make any sense? If you don't give, yeah. it's like um, it's like when you're trimming weight to go on one of your uh, many Hawaiian vacations, Gordo. You give yourself a goal, right? You know, some place to get, and it gives you it gives you hope as you go through a process. Which, of course, a lot of us battle when we're trying to trim up. You know, it gives you incentive to work harder. And so I wonder if some sort of light or something to work for would be better than having nothing at all. Yeah, I, I I hear exactly what you're saying, and I I you know I don't see it's frustrating because I want to know I want to have all the answers here, Jake, just like you do, right? Correct. And we don't. So what do we do? 
guess. So guessing the, uh, guess so, guess the name of optimism. So I guess what what is your reaction to this then? You think it's foolish? I don't know. I don't know. How am I supposed to know? I I I, I don't know. I mean, that's my answer. I just freaking don't know. However, it's like you say, at some point, at what point is it safe to commence? At what point is it advantageous to commence taking all things into consideration? I mean, we've had conversations with, uh, with, with I'll never forget that conversation with Chris Mannix just last week when he was saying, my parents are not expendable, you know? And when you think of what you measure the risk versus the reward, I understand that we can't be shut down for the next two years. I get that. But when is the when is the optimum time? That's why we're relying so frequently on on medical experts. At least we should be. And I hope everybody's listening to them, uh, including our government leaders to 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 chart the right course. I know what the I know what I want to have happen. I want to have everybody start up again next month. But we can't. Not yet. Well, I guess I don't know how to react to that, Gordon, because I think it's great news the PGA Tour is planning for this. Is there a chance that it doesn't happen? Uh, yeah, there is. And I think the caveat that everybody is operating under experts, business leaders, governments, is that we need to figure out how to keep people safe. That's priority number one. If, if, if the outbreak has swept the country then the and, and people are dying by the millions— then what the PGA uh, PGA Tour announced on April 6th, 2020, isn't going to mean a whole lot of nothing. But on April 6th, 2020, when we're actually seeing some encouraging statistics from around the country, we're seeing some encouraging statistics out of the state of Utah in particular, we're seeing a P, an, an organization that consulted with the president of the United States make plans to get the ball rolling. I think that that's great. I think yeah. that that's reason to give people optimism that we're trying. Dang it. We're, we're trying. And I do think it gives people a light at the end of the tunnel to think, OK, I got to live through this and I've got to be diligent to it for, you know, for now. And when and if I do that, I will be rewarded with life going back to normal. And if that's represented by the PGA Tour coming back June 15th, then terrific. If that does it for folks, I'm glad because it gives us something to, to work for. So I, I don't know how to answer your, your question, really, Gordon, because I, I have no clue. I'd love to give you a date. Uh, so, so you, you know, but but I think the reaction to say cancel everything until further notice is not productive, and I don't think it really helps anybody. So I mean, if the PGA Tour is waste is wasting their time and all the doors are shut till December of this year, then they completely wasted their time. What have they lost that they would have gained otherwise? But by but by doing it now, at least they're working toward it so they be prepared for it if it's an option. And they're giving people like me some optimism to think, okay, well, if I don't see my parents again for a month, at least I'll have some golf I'm working for, some reward that that represents a, 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 a trip back to normalcy for me. So I'm going to be diligent to listen to those folks you're talking about right now. And I'll give you an example to the contrary. Uh, there, the governor of New Jersey said that, that folks should social distance from people in their own home. 
which is ridiculous because it's impossible. Austin, you have a a year and a half year old. Can you imagine saying, hey, Harper, sorry, honey, I know you're crying, but I can't. uh, I'm social distancing over here. You got to get out on your own at some point. I mean, to to tell people to do those things that are just absolutely impossible and ridiculous, people are going to say, okay, you know what? I'm doing none of it. Because you obviously don't have my best interest at heart. There's no end in sight. Uh, If the option is for me to separate from my toddler, well, then that's not worth it. Screw it. I'm going back to normal anyway. As opposed to, hey, stay the course, keep, keep the fight, and we got some light at the end of the tunnel. That seems much more productive to me. As long as it's safe. Right? Well, that, that's where all these conversations start, I think, Gordon. Like yeah. I said, if, if millions of people are dying, the PGA Tour isn't saying, welcome to Memorial. Yeah, I, mean, I, I everybody wants to believe the good news. Everybody wants to hear the good news. Everybody wants to hear that there's, a, that there's an effective treatment. Everyone wants to hear that there's a, a vaccine that is promising. Everybody wants to hear that stuff. But, but I can't enjoy something if I think it's putting people at risk. I mean, I, it's, it's much hard. As much as I'd love to see the Masters played in April or the British Open played, you know, I, 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 I don't want to watch it if I think people are at risk while doing it. And so it's, that's counterproductive to me. I, 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 look, the optimism is always attractive. And and if they can do it safely, then 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 good. But if they can't, then don't rush it, don't force it. It's some sort of faux idea that things are better if they're not. And I think we're saying the same thing. I don't think anybody disagrees with that. I know. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. We were talking about the Masters. Do we have specific dates that they're targeting? In November ninth. November ninth. So I was looking up the monthly. Weather temperature averages in uh, Augusta, Georgia. In April, it averages a high of 77 and a low of 55. So that's mild, mild enough. In November, it averages a high of 67 and a low of 47. Now, I, I mean, I, I suppose that sounds okay. Uh, I think the rain totals are pretty similar in the two months. So they don't want to play there. They wouldn't want to play there in the middle of the summer anyway, because it's uh, you know that Georgia heat can uh, can get pretty tough and humidity and whatnot. And now Tim with traffic. Tim, you know this is stuff's important. I mean, I don't want to see them play the Masters if it's fifty-five degrees outside. I mean, you know, yeah, we'll those, poor, those poor millionaires might get their elbows chilly. <laughs> but uh, so November. Uh, okay, they, they are taking a place in the schedule that is uh, it fits about as well as it can fit for them. I guess October, uh, the temperatures are more uh, more comparable to what they are in April. But, you know, uh, I'm glad to hear that they have it on the schedule at least. And, Jake, I, I think we think the same way. We want to see these things happen as soon as the, the coast is clear. And I, I don't know when that coast will be clear. If it is clear so that the PGA can do these things safely, then, then go for it. But I can't enjoy it if people are dying or people are at risk of uh, contracting the uh, virus in the middle of a, a golf tournament. 
All right, we'll talk to Brian Taylor about it coming up at 3.30. It is The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Stop and got a little gasoline of the old BP. Rolling around and wound up in the middle of BFE. Spinning these wheels on a road that we ain't ever seen. Who knows where we are? Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Want to remind you about our friends at Action Plumbing. Call Action for your plumbing, heating, and air and electrical needs. Call 801-833-3333 or actionplumbing.net. Gordon, I wonder if the good folks at uh, Action are uh, more busy. I, I would have guessed they're, they're still really busy during this time, but uh, I read an article where um, or maybe it was it on KSL. It might have been on on KSL talking about uh, how the random things that folks are flushing instead of toilet paper are really are <laughs> really taking its toll on the uh, wastewater treatment system, uh, really around the entire country. Well, that uh, that uh, oh, wow, okay. That so if right if you them. have to to use a sock, and I hope none of anybody else anybody out there is listening actually resorts to that, but if you do. Mm. Mm. Let, let's throw that sucker away and not flush it down. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's just. That may be that may be the most bizarre public service announcement ever on the big show. And don't just throw it away. Like put it inside a Ziploc bag or something, and please. Throw it away. Or I know that but, won't break down though, so I don't know. Please do not flush it. Right. Just let in paper towels. Let's not flush those either. But if you do and you have some issues, because you probably will, 801-833-3333, our friends at Action Plumbing. Let them determine sock or paper towel or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> right. If you do decide to flush one of those and it goes badly, because it probably will, uh, Action Plumbing. And don't use your handkerchiefs. We're going to need those no, here. We need yeah. those. Oh, can I tell you a funny story about that? Because, Gordon, do you guys have... Um, do you have uh, you guys all masked up at the Monson Abode if you go out to the store or whatever? Uh, th- that is what I've been told. Okay. I have not been going to the store, but those who have claim that they are now masked. We, My wife has a uh, uh, a friend who uh, is... is um She's uh, she's concerned about her other friends, right? And when mm-hmm. when my wife was pregnant, um, the we had a particularly bad inversion year that year, and mm-hmm. so my wife's friend bought her masks, and we found those masks, and so no, just bandanas for the Scott family, thanks oh, to wow. our good friend you? Anna. You're going to be able to uh, retire. How much are you selling those a piece? Oh, it's not like we're rolling in masks mm-hmm. here. We've got a couple, but I mean, like. You know, hey, I thought I was going to go out and uh, have the tie-dye bandana roped around myself uh, going to the store this weekend. But I had myself a nice, comfy mask. It was good. And and most of folks, by the way, out of the store were, were, were doing the same thing after um, what uh, Dr. Fauci said on Friday, that we should probably head that direction. Okay. Well, I've got mask envy. Oh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not going anywhere or many places anyway, right? Because they say if you go outside for a walk or something like that where you can safely social distance, like, no problem. You don't need a mask. Everything's fine. It's when you go to the store and you're wow. kind of forced okay. to be more close to other people. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Right. Well, it's interesting that initially they weren't uh, encouraging that, but now all of a sudden a change on a dime. Can I ask you guys a, a pop culture question while we're on the idea of masks? Sure. Do you guys watch The Masked Singer? No, but didn't uh, I, your boy Wayne once. Brady win? He did. He won 
two seasons ago or last season? I can't oh, remember. there's been multiple seasons? Oh, yeah. We're in like season 19, I think. I don't of know. Of the Mask <laughs> Singer? I just heard about the, it like yesterday. <laughs> wasn't, the, wasn't Gronk the, the big dude? Uh, he was... He was. It's well, cool. that, that, was, that was revealed last week, so if you had it on DVR... Oh, so Gordon go. just spoiled something that just happened? Like, if you're like my family, like my extended family, who save up the whole season and then watch it in a weekend. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry. About that. My although, bad. He, although he everybody, was the most obvious ever. Everybody knew it was Gronk. Come yeah. on. What about okay. the time that, uh, I was going to ask you, there was this time that Donny Osmond, a couple seasons ago, was on it and got to the finals, I think lost to Wayne Brady, actually, in the finals, and Marie just uh, blew the secret that it was Donny the whole time. Whoops. She went on some like CNN interview and said, oh, yeah, Donny's, uh, they asked about Donny, so she said, oh, he's traveling a lot, back to LA for this TV show about singing, and he wears a mask, and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I was just See, curious if you'd seen the show. <laughs> Because I don't know if I like the show or not. It, it's an yeah. idea. It's interesting, but it takes so long. Yeah. So I long. Like wait. I want to know now. I, uh, You know what's funny about Wayne Brady is I read a story about him last week, and it sounded just awful, but it's not as bad after you, you read through the thing. The headline sounded just terrible, but then you read through it and it didn't seem so bad. What could it possibly That Wayne Brady was quarantined with his daughter, who's 17, his ex-wife... And his ex-wife's boyfriend. What? And I thought to myself, like, oh, that just sounds so awful. But it turns out that he and his ex-wife have a very good relationship, uh, probably with the kid in mind, I'm, I'm guessing, and that uh, their houses are right next door to each other, so they're kind of quarantined compound style, which doesn't seem so bad. So you read so the headline and you're and like, forth? oh, that sounds terrible. And then you read further and you're like, oh, well, probably the daughter is just bouncing back and forth and they're not like all having breakfast together or and I'm something. I'm sure he's not living in Hurricane Alley somewhere. He's probably yeah, got right. a 60,000 foot pool in the backyard. Right. You know? Yeah. So, so he, is, he is going back and forth from house to house? Well, I don't know if he is, but I would guess There's the some daughter. Interaction? Yeah, the daughter probably is, but they're, yeah, they're I don't know how much time he has to see the boyfriend. You know what I mean? Uh, even for well, your kid's sake, though, should you be living next door to your ex? I, well, that depends on the relationship no, with the ex, No, it doesn't. Though. No, it doesn't. Huh? You, well, can, maybe, you can be a car drive away. I don't know. I've known people who have had fairly, you know, they're friends. They're, they're, who was it who said they got along a lot better with their husband or wife after the divorce than before? Mm. I mean, sometimes that happens, right? Not that I'm encouraging people to get a divorce, but... Uh, you know, I've heard people say that they have good relationships with folks when they don't actually live with them anymore. But you imagine quarantined in like a yeah. Manhattan apartment with oh, your yeah. ex, your daughter, and your ex's boyfriend. You I'd know, watch like that a, show. Oh, I'd watch that show every night. Yeah, I'd be incredible. I mean, the the tension. You know, alone, like you just happen to be, you know, picking up your daughter or something, and all of a sudden they just shut everything down, and you couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> Just stuck with everyone you hate. Here, you're on the couch. Except, except your daughter. Uh, your yeah. daughter, of course, who would be your only, like, lifeline of sanity. Well, she's a teenager and hates you. Right. So, 17, you know, that's an awkward age. I don't know. Gordon, you know something uh, about uh, a daughter at the age of 17. You've had a few. Uh, yes, but I that have. would be, that, that doesn't sound easy to me. 
Okay, so a friend of mine is having the, playing this game during this period of time and uh, texted me over the weekend and asked me who's on my list. The people that you would most want to be quarantined with and the people who you would least want to be quarantined with. And any kind of intimate relations are forbidden, and so that shouldn't be the motivation. All right? And you also have to eliminate close friends and family members. So who's on your list? Who would you absolutely not want to be quarantined with? And you'll answer the question as well, Gordon? Uh, well, I've been giving it some thought. I'm having a hard time. Because we cannot say our wives, right, or our families? No. Okay. No, you can't say so family I'm members your or answer friends. First. Well, I mean, but again, it's all platonic. It's not, and it's, uh, and, and. It's it, it's actually harder for me to put together a list of the people who I wouldn't want to be quarantined with because I don't know them well enough to really know. You don't know till you know. And I don't it's that's it, a tough call, isn't it? Okay, who's so the, on my want to be quarantine list, I'd have Lisa Monson. And on my not want to be quarantined list, I'd have Gordon Monson. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> Holy cow. Who's the irritating guy that played the who uh, played the voice of like that uh, that parrot in that uh, Gilbert those... Gottfried? Yeah, would you want to be quarantined with that guy? Sure, he he's seems funny. funny. Yeah, yeah, he seems kind of funny. Oh, he is. <laughs> I'm so... not sure he always talks like this either. <laughs> I can't remember what controversy got him booted from the Aflac commercials. I can't remember what did he do. There was something. That was because something he said was controversial, got him booted from that. But uh, I don't know. I've seen his stand up. If you're quarantined with me, <laughs> you might want to have some earplugs more than we want to have a mask. <laughs> what? How, how about, uh, you know, one, one that came to mind that I thought would be an interesting guy to be. Two people uh, come to mind that would be really interesting to be quarantined with. One would be Morgan Freeman. Okay. I don't know much about Morgan's actual personality well i don't know anything about anybody uh, and the other how about paul mccartney you can't beat jesus hasn't mccartney been divorced about a dozen times he can't be a real peach to hang out with <laughs> so you think the people you know like if if there are women out there that say man i'd like to be quarantined with brad pitt or george clooney are people like that so used to being what? Treated a certain way, entitled, that they would be difficult to be around. Whereas people like you and me, Jake, or just your everyday kind of guys, we'd be a pleasure to be around, right? Well, if it's a platonic type of question, I don't know why a woman who didn't know Brad Pitt would pick Brad Pitt. Well, I mean, who do you really know? You don't know, you don't know nobody. You know? I mean, you obviously would that's pick the Jennifer Connelly, but you have that, no idea no. what she's even like. <laughs> that, that's the game here. You don't really know. That's why it's tough to say. I tell are you, pe- I, I would are not people's, pick Are people's public images really what they are deep down inside? No, no not a chance. No way. But I would, I would, I'll tell you right now, I would not pick a musician, Paul McCartney included. Can you imagine how miserable that would be? Let me play uh, Hallelujah for the 15th time today for you. This oh, time. I would actually like that because uh, now no. they, can inter- they can entertain you. It, for about eight minutes. And then you'd be like, give it up, sir. You I've eight heard minutes? It. We're talking about a former lead of the Beatles. I mean, he could... He after, could he after a day, you'd go Bluto Animal House style <laughs> yes. on that guitar. 
After about uh, a day, he'd be like, you know not what? true. And then he'd move on to the recorder flute. And not true. But you'd, go, you'd be like, you know what? Hey, Jude goes on and on with the same <laughs> stupid thing over and over again. Give me that guitar! Actually, smash, hey, Jude, that's right. Smash, that a linen, smash, that a, that smash! Was a, that was a linen tune, I think, wasn't it? And would you really get tired of Let It Be? Let It Be was a linen tune, right? No, that was McCartney. Come on. But yes, you'd, you'd get tired of anything. Right. Uh, and the Beatles weren't that think, good anyway. Think, think about this. Think about, oh, this is where we're really headed here. <laughs> <laughs> think about the stories he could tell you. Holy cow! You that mean, would keep you mean you the stories he for... would tell you, not could. That's you, that's what I'm saying. You'd just be stuck. Story after story and song right, after song. All right, then, okay. You give me a couple names then. Uh, by the way, Let It Be was composed by both. Paul McCartney and yeah, but McCartney uh, sang John, it. La- uh, John Lennon, according to but, the Google machine. Yeah, but McCartney sang it. What, uh, what, uh, go ahead. Uh, who you got? Me? I, yeah, I, I told you. you I'd be quarantined with Lisa. Lisa's awesome. <laughs> I know Lisa. She's, yeah, wait, wait. she's great. She, but she's a friend. She doesn't count. And she's not a family member, though. She's a friend. There's got to be see, something that's, we that's don't know. That's the whole point. If you know, you know your friends well enough so you can pick. But th- that's the whole point. You got to guess. So who are you going with? Hmm. I'll, I'll just roll down to uh, uh, the the store and just pick three people. Just all right, you're coming <laughs> with me. Who uh, who was the the which one of Penn and Teller didn't say anything? Uh, Teller. That's one. Actually, maybe Penn. <laughs> You want somebody whichever that one, gonna... whichever one doesn't say anything. I think I want it's that. Teller. That's, I think that's why his name's Teller, isn't it? I don't know. No, uh, there's a fine line between you know entertainment and being uh, you know obnoxious. Everybody's obnoxious in a quarantine, Gordon. That's that's. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to be you want to be by yourself? It sounds like I want I want somebody you know quiet. Yeah. How about you, Austin? Really, if you had to pick name, a couple names, who would you pick? Uh, I don't know. Let's just throw out some names here. I would uh, pick, uh, I don't know, Mike Trout, because he doesn't talk a lot, and, yeah, he's, and he's cool. True. Uh, <laughs> that I you would, know of. I would take Brian Regan, because I feel like, yeah, he is a comedian, but he doesn't always have to. He seems like a cool guy to just hang out with, too. He doesn't have to always be, quote-unquote, on. And mm-hmm. then uh, I'll take, I don't know, uh, is Margaret Thatcher still with us? No. Well, I'll I take her anyway, so. just because. The Iron Lady? <laughs> yeah. Just because. She Why seems like she'd be, she'd be tough in a quarantine. That's true. Tough, but respectful of my space, too, at the same time. Okay? Right? No, I, that's, I need no. my space. No, Margaret Thatcher would be barking at you left and right, having you do this and that and the other thing and clean up the, and take the garbage. It, it'd be in trouble there. Wow, I, I didn't mean to disrespect Margaret Thatcher through Gordon's opinion of her. And, and by the way, go, Austin probably takes the trash out now. Very good point. Well, yeah, like, because I'm a clean person. Like, I, I took the trash out today. Who wants to be quarantined out? with trash? You got to take it out. <laughs> You guys, you guys have failed this game horribly. I, I've given a lot better names than you have. I I like where Austin's at on the small front. Who's a really small celebrity? That's that's a good point. It doesn't take up a whole lot of space. I like and doesn't always have to talk about themselves. Would be grateful that you don't want to hear about them. Yeah, yeah. Who do you who do you want? Peter? Wait, B- wait. Dinklage? How about like like Carrie Strug? I mean, come on, She's now. tiny. Oh, you oh you mean actual physical? I space. mean actual physical space. Okay, yeah. yeah. He so wants Peter Dinklage. 
Fine. Or whatever. Car- Carrie Strug. Is that his name? Uh, Peter Dinklage. Peter seems like he'd, he'd talk a lot because he's kind of an actor. <laughs> Carrie just seems, she hasn't been relevant for a while. She's probably just normal. <laughs> yeah, how often so, do you have to hear from her about her broken ankle thing? I don't know. Yeah, right. So, never. So, so the more famous, the more trouble. Probably. I mean, uh, I don't know Peter Dinklage. I guess that's the point. I mean, but, you know, Game of Thrones stories, like where he's talking about what they did while they filmed it, probably get old after about a day. Like all the water bottles they left on screen? Yeah, right. It's probably old for him. He probably don't want to talk about that. Exactly. That's a great, that's That's good good news. Yeah, that is good news. Maybe he's got something else on his plate. Yeah. How about about, about someone like Bill Gates? No. uh -uh. Uh-uh. He's not sharing anything, and I'll just want to murder him by day three (laughs) because he's got money. And you know, somebody like that is really used to telling people what to do, and you know who doesn't want to be told what to do in a quarantine? (laughs) This guy right here. So, yeah, Bill Gates probably over there barking orders, and I'd want to say, like, do it yourself, Bill. Yeah, he would be your worst college roommate ever. Right? You know who You 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 left crap all over to the table. Oh, that's somebody else's job to pick it up. No, it's not, Bill. I'll tell you who would be That's your Hot Pocket rapper. I think... I think it, it, this is from one of the names that a friend and I were bantering back and forth. Uh, Elon Musk. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Not nope. A chance. No. Nope. <laughs> he's over there building rocket ships yeah. and stuff. A guy that thinks he's smarter than everybody on the planet. I don't want to be. I don't want to be. And then he'd say, no. "Here, let me show you how this window's not shatterable." And then he'd shatter the window. Right. Yeah. Okay. So who has the most pleasant reputation? Of any famous person you can think of. You can't beat Jesus. Paul, Paul Newman. <laughs> Paul Newman's gone. Right. Quiet. <laughs> and makes a hell of a dressing. What, what do you just want? <laughs> you want... You, 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 okay. You'd have all the Thousand Island you could dream of. <laughs> Dig up Paul Newman. Bring it on. Oh, that's, that's in bad taste. Yeah, Jake. <laughs> I, I've got a friend who's got a Paul Newman uh, sake. Uh, Margaret Thatcher uh, would just uh, nag you to death. Nag, nag, uh, nag, nag, he's, nag. He's got a Paul Newman, uh, uh, what do you call him? Uh, Rolex watch. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Just the other day, you were looking down on me for being proud that I had an autographed poster of Steve McQueen. <laughs> and now you're talking about your buddy's Paul Newman watch? <laughs> I know, but it's worth like 180 grand or something. All right. Mm. Right. So we, yeah, we, good we, point. We, we, so we have we have, we have well, if it's worth money, then excuse <laughs> we have me. Miserably. Hey, yeah, that autograph was written out to my mother, but you know what? Throw that in the garbage. How much did you get Is for that it on Craigslist? Huh? Eighty grand. <laughs> All right, look. There's only one thing to do here. All our listeners out there. Give us some names for the list, all right? Because you guys suck at this. You have done horribly. Reed, we, we, Reed comes in with a couple good names. Robin Williams, Peyton Manning, and me. <laughs> I like Reed. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm not a big fan of Peyton. Yeah, but he's but. he's a friend. You can't you can't use a friend. You can't pick somebody you know closely. See, pick, fairly well. picking Peyton would be like picking your MLM buddy too. You just have to listen to pitch after pitch after pitch oh, of yeah. product <laughs> after product. Commercials guy. Yeah, good point. I hey, know should one we get another round of Papa John's, anybody? Hey, hey, that just reminded me. I've got one How about for some Austin. insurance? Jennifer Lawrence. Okay, I'm all right with you, that. Yeah. You really like her. But it has to be platonic. I, I, I know. I think her personality is really, really cool. Do you? I do, yeah. Do you know? What, no. <laughs> but I'll take a chance on Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> okay. All right. More so be, than because, Paul because McCartney. 
Are you saying that, are you suggesting that even if she has a bad personality, that you would enjoy the view? No, I would never say those words in that order because it's 2020. <laughs> okay. All right. I just wondered because I know you got a little thing for her. All right. Stay tuned. We'll get to more Big Show coming up. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. A lot of times people will ask me if you wouldn't have been a professional football player, if you wouldn't have been a radio analyst, what would you have been? I always tell them a paleontologist. I, We've done shows for a long time. You've never, ever mentioned that ever. I know. Paleontology? What? Maybe if you showed more I interest was, in the things I'm interested in. Was it just in? because of Laura Dern in Jurassic Park? Because you say that, then I'm like, okay, I got you. You know, Sam Neill was never right for her. Now, Dr. Hans. Dr. Hans. <laughs> Girl, nature always finds a way. I don't know how you guys take my dreams and just crumple them up like a piece of paper and throw it right back in my face. Oh, man. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 